Hello, the creatives and the curious. My name is Pendo, and welcome to 12 Point Font, my novel writing podcast where I answer questions, conduct interviews, give advice, point out resources, gush over my favorite books, writers, and well, things, and then just generally babble as I muddle my way through November. Today is NaNoWriMo Day 14. Oh my goodness, almost two complete weeks. And we'll be covering how to avoid those hashtag sister scandals, diversity in writing. But first, the idiomatic expression for today comes from Egypt, or at least I have been informed as I can be that it is. It's Arabic. Um, that being said, I'm going to go ahead and translate this thing straight to English instead of trying to pronounce the words. So, um, so here it is. It is to throw a party at someone. I know, intriguing. This one's actually going to be a really fun uh, writing prompt, so if you want to go ahead and stick around till the end of the show, uh, instead of just Googling the answer to that one. Uh, yep, that'd be cool. That'd be super cool. Okay, friends, before we get to the question, singular, I would like to address something. Um, and there's something kind of serious, so I'm just going to go ahead uh, and say it. My impressions last episode, uh, Kermit the Frog and... and one of the chipmunks from Elvin and the Chipmunks, were frankly unforgivable. Um, so this is my first, I guess, ever, like, public apology. I just want to go ahead and thank you for sticking by me after my auditory assault on you last episode. So, oh, I'm just glad I got that off my chest and that um, all of you are so forgiving. Okay, which transitions very nicely, very cleanly into this episode, which I have lovingly, uh, memingly, dubbed Public Apology and How to Avoid Having to Make One. Or, alternative title, hear me out on this one, Diversity and Representation in Your Writing. So it is nearly the middle of NaNo, um, excuse me. Okay, and um, you've just realized all of your characters are clones of each other, or possibly just a series of walking stereotypes, or you haven't realized this because A, you're a great and socially responsible writer, or B, diversity hasn't really crossed your mind much, if you're being entirely honest, and that's okay, that's okay. It's time to let it cross your mind, boo. It's time to do that. Here today is question the one and only. Here we go. This is from NaNoWriMo Reddit user, worried about my novel. Are we not all? And they say, is my MC good bisexual representation or a straight male fantasy? Um, what I'm not gonna do right now is speak for the LGBTQ plus community. Instead, I'm going to try and talk about diversity as a whole. And I'm not here to call you out. I'm not here to do that. Write the story you write, but I think you might benefit from this episode. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. I've really done my best, um, which is, <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, you're still here. Nice. Okay. Lego. Listen to me. Listen to me. Shuffle on closer. Scoot on in. Scoot in. Come on. Scoot on in. It's honesty time. Sympathy and empathy. Not the same thing. Not the same thing. Do not put diversity into your story out of sympathy. Please. Nobody is here on this earth for you just to feel bad for, so stop it. Stop it. Those are people. Human beings. Or not. I don't know your fiction. Even so, have diversity in your stories because the world is diverse. It's just reality. Even historically. Like, 1800s England, right? They had black people, everyone. They had East Asians, Southeast Asians, North Africa. Ever heard of the Silk Road? Hell, Cleopatra and Mark Antony, homegirl, was from Africa. And they were doing international booty calls on boats because she was the original Yas Queen. 
And this was before Jesus was born. So don't give me any of this, but history and uh, homogenous societies, uh, because even populations that are considered mostly homogenous today in the real world and have generally resisted immigration, like places like Japan, can have histories of colonization, marginalization, and internal racial diversity. Furthermore, there's a million dollar word, hashtag essay time, hashtag I'm writing a lot of those right now. Diversity is more than ethnic. It's more than skin color. Glasses. How many of your characters wear glasses? Partial blindness is a disability. It's common enough that we don't consider it particularly debilitating, especially considering modern medicine. Uh, thank you, technology. Also, dad can't believe you gave me these eyes. Why? But children are still bullied for wearing glasses. You know, it's one of those things that they remove from the quirky girl in every not to hot movie transformation. I mean, the term four eyes wouldn't exist otherwise. So when you're writing, do not forget all kinds of diversity. Things like invisible illness, or IBS, or peanut allergies. Think about navigating a buffet without knowing if something was contaminated. Think about scheduling brunch, but not wanting to burden your friends, but knowing there are only a few places that cater to your dietary restrictions. What about learning disabilities, cognitive deviances, the intellectual minority whose reality is often externally undetectable and whose internal reality usually has no actual bearing on their intellect, but makes life difficult anyways. Imagine doing a research essay with dyslexia, or going to an amusement park with high-functioning autism where stimulation is a trigger. Have you considered writing a story where a character has to stop a school trip because their anxiety flares up and they have a panic attack? Imagine that social backlash. Imagine their future interactions with other students. More than any of this, though, Imagine the story potential. Allowing your characters to settle into your own mental default not only marginalizes potential readers, it traps your own story potential. I mean, just think about how much interesting life experience you would have to work with if you had, say, a young black boy in a wheelchair as a character instead of an able-bodied black boy or a Persian girl in a wheelchair. What kind of jokes would he make? What kind of friends would she have? What does his social perception look like? In what way would she be jaded, empathetic, relatable? Imagine the potential. I mean, what if the fault in our stars? Uh, what if in the book Hazel was Korean-American? Or imagine going to Narnia with schizophrenia. Oh my goodness. Or what about going to Hogwarts blind? What would change? What would life be like? There's so much potential, so much beautiful life experience to explore. Okay, Whew. I have to pause here uh, and breathe for a second. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and play an audio clip from the NaNoWriMo, which, which is the way you pronounce it, uh, because it's writing month. Writing. Rhymo. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and play a clip from the YouTube channel here because if I don't, we will never get this clip in because, again, there is only one question today. Just the one. And I've already talked so much. Are you not, are you not done with that? I mean, if you're not, thanks. <laughs> you're really sweet. If you are, uh, this one's for you. Everybody, I'm Ariel from the channel Ariel Bissette, and oh my goodness, it's NaNoWriMo week one! It's finally here! Ah! Although there's always time to change the entirety of your plot, to change your characters, right here at the beginning is when things are formed. It's when the characters are first being created, the setting is being established, the plot is being amped up, and I'd like to maybe just throw out the idea 
of adding some diversity into our NaNoWriMo novel. Okay, okay, good, good. Jumping right back into it. Here is one of the most important parts of today's discussion, one of the things that will prevent the need for a public apology. Are you ready? The diversion doesn't have to be the main focus of the story. What? I know. In fact, it's probably a good idea if it's not. See, here. For example, when a Zambian person goes shopping, the objective of the Zambian person is to get the thing they're shopping for, which they just happen to do while being from Zambia. It's not about them being a Zambian person who also happens to be going shopping. I, I feel like I can't make this uh, point important enough. I cannot stress this enough. People are not what they can be labeled as. They do not live what they are. They live who they are informed by how what they are influences their life. Just because you have an Indian character doesn't mean you now have to tell an Indian story. In fact, if you're not Indian, I actively, for your sake, remember, we're not here for scandals or public apologies, I actively encourage you not to do this. Do not make their entire character revolve around the thing that makes them different. I mean, empathy, friends. Would you want this to be you? Would you want to be defined only by the thing that makes you different? Don't do this. You don't want a scandal. You don't want to get it wrong. Empathy, friends, empathy. And most of all, it's just not realistic. It's one-dimensional and it's boring. Don't have a boring story. Let your characters be informed by their differences, not defined by them. Now, what you shouldn't do is avoid diversity completely in order to avoid conflict. Because you're not helping there either, champ. And you're also not being realistic. Again, the world is diverse. And that's fantastic. It's amazing. And even better, you can talk to every kind of person now using the internet. So do that. And make sure to write a character who is more than monotone. Alright. So now we've got our characters diversified and we're talking to the people we're writing about and having them proofread because we don't want to be problematic patties and have to do a public apology. Cool, cool. Now what you've got to remember is, unless you specifically design it otherwise, your story is populated by people who are not your main characters. Not even side characters, just background, periphery characters. Remember, there's diversity there too. Make sure you make your background diverse. Make it diverse. This is not just diversity for diversity's sake. This is just realistic storytelling. Some people wear glasses. Some people have asthma. Some people have red hair and green eyes. Others have brown skin and freckles. Some people are women and some people aren't. And guess what? If you don't want to write for anyone, which don't do, remember, empathy, not sympathy, Write diversity for yourself. Write for richness of, of your world and world-building potential. Write for incredible depth of character. You don't even have to say that your character is allergic to, I don't know, bee stings, for example. But if you're writing them into a romance, think about how somebody who is deathly allergic to bees would respond to their romantic interest asking them out on a picnic in the grass. Write them checking for their EpiPen. When they go to the store, have them lament over the cost of medication and prescription medication and EpiPens and praise the almighty Benadryl and whoever invented that. Um, his name was George. Uh, just like to go ahead and thank you, George. You done, you done saved a sniffly me time or two, so, uh, thanks. Uh, George. 
The benefits of writing things like this in is it ups your word counts and it looks like your character has opinions outside of their immediate objective. It makes them seem real. Last thing, probably, do not create caricatures of pain. What do I mean? Look at tropes, ones that actively harm groups. Then don't do them. Ancient wisdom from an old Chinese neighbor? Stop it. Bad driving girlfriend? No, no. Other women being portrayed as salacious outside of your main character who's just so different and not like the other girls? Come on. Actually, can we just stop portraying women being mean to each other for no reason? If there's a reason, I mean, have at it. But just, can we just stop us being mean to each other just because? Stop it. Girl love. It's great. Mostly we like each other, or are at least ambivalent, unless we're given a reason not to be. Ask yourself if the character you are writing is actively enforcing stereotypes that harm specific communities. People with disassociative identity disorder, for example, uh, formerly multiple personality disorder, most of them not gonna hurt you. Not dangerous, unless you give them a good reason to be, like, for example, writing them as always crazy psycho killers, which would probably make most people violent. Don't do that, friend. Most people with DID are just living their lives as themselves with their alters. Blind people apparently don't just touch faces all the time. Like, where did that even come from? Not all old people are wise. In fact, some of the incredible ideals held by some old people are just... Wow, really not okay. And on the other hand, not all young people are stupid, digitally obsessed, and disrespectful. What's that, Pendo? Different people are different, and trying to fit otherness into a specific box is insane because individuals are individuals and not statistics or metrics or stereotypes? That's crazy, I know. By the way, stereotypes, kind of boring. Kind of boring. You know, and kind of unoriginal. I mean, if not just for the communities that they may actively harm, write good diversity because it stands out and makes your story interesting and makes you a better, more thoughtful, more creative writer. It's just good craft. I know, I know it's a lot, but trust me on this one, trust me on this one, please. Empathy, respect, and the willingness to be open to exploring something outside of yourself. Have a conversation with someone. Know that while they may not owe you their story, or their experiences, most people are super happy to talk about themselves. Tell them you just don't want to do them dirty when you're writing your story. Ask them for help, and if they say no, ask them if they know someone who could help. Empathy. Empathy. Alright. Make good art. Alright. Writing Excuses, the podcast, does a whole bunch of episodes on diversity and what writers get wrong, and here is a clip from one of those so that I will stop talking again for a moment. Bye. And we're going to talk about casting your book. Mary, you pitched this topic. It's very easy. We've talked on previous podcasts about, um, you know, examining your unconscious biases uh -huh. and things like that. One of the things that I've found is that if I do not think about my casting at the beginning, before I start writing, uh -huh. that I will often default to things that I have already seen, that I will make choices in much the same way that... Uh, you'll make lazy choices about magic systems or things like that. I will make lazy casting choices and reach for things that mimic stuff that I have already seen you in media. You become subject to your unconscious biases. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And even beyond that, you become subject to things you have done before. Yes. Repeatedly will just... Like, the more I write, the more, even with character, with plot and things, I have this moment of, have I done this before? And I realize I have. Um, and I have to rebuild part of this 
even if it's something that would be interesting and good. So I think this is a really good thing to talk about. Yeah, and, and it's not just, um, you know, what does my character look like? What's their favorite mm-hmm. food? But, like, how old are they? What's, mm-hmm. What uh, do they, are they, are they fully able-bodied? Mm-hmm. Um, very few people actually are, although a lot of disabilities, like, you yes. wear glasses. That's, mm-hmm. That is a disability that we have normalized. And it's also a great way to look at the world building as well. Mm-hmm. So I, this is something that I'm very excited about. Cool, 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 cool. Yep, that terrible music is indeed here to tell you that it is time for my daily NaNoWriMo update. The music is fitting because, goodness, I am writing up a storm and none of it is on my book. So, still playing catch up a little bit. I just, I just need like a little respite, like a day to just get ahead on everything. Anyways, that's me, only a little behind, still plugging away, very optimistic, and really liking my characters and the trajectory of my story. The draft, the draft is a mess, but it's just an incredible mess. Um, yeah, and all right, that's all, that's, that's all, friends. Uh, yeah. If you want more, come on over and hang out with me on Instagram or Twitter at Penderland, or check out my website at Penderland.com if you're not yet tired of my voice, and wow, if you listen to this episode... I'm tired of my voice. Uh, you can go on over to my scarcely used YouTube channel, also at Pendoland. If you have any questions or comments you want me to read on the show, send them on over by email to 12pointfont at gmail.com. That's one two PTFT at gmail.com. Or tag me on social media with hashtag 12pointfont, just like the show title. The intro and the outro for the podcast is Mary Pop Poppins by Two Loves. All of this and everything I talked about in the show will be linked in the show notes as well. Also, if you have a second, please go on ahead and give this a good rating on iTunes. It really helps out a lot. If you do, just go ahead and message me and I'll give you a shout out in the next show. What's this? That's right, the book recommendation. Are you even ready for this? I know, is all the way out here in the outro. I know. Yeah, so that's why you gotta make sure you gotta listen all the way to the, to the very end. Can't just skip everything. Okay, so um, today for our book recommendation, we've got Brandon Sanderson's Legion Skin Deep. This is book two in the Legion series. I think a couple days ago I recommended the first book in this series. Um, This one specifically is a great example of how diversity can inform character without defining them. Uh, You done good, Sanderson. (laughs) He knows. He does not need me to plug him. He is doing just fine. I'm still gonna do it though because I really liked the book and I think um, that it's a good book to read. <laughs> I don't know. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. Now, for the idiomatic expression of the day. Today's was to throw a party at someone. Its English equivalent is to embarrass someone in good humor, like gentle mocking or a fun ribbing or just good old-fashioned roast sessions, you know, where <laughs> you're all still friends in the end. So, for your writing prompt today, this is gonna be fun, I want you to go ahead and write a scene in which your character gets roasted. Optional, write a scene in which they make a dumb first, like they do a real dumb one, then you can have that constantly referenced throughout the story. Or you can just go ahead and have another character just just roast them right down. Or, or maybe you can have them make fun of themselves. Have, you know what, have fun with it. Do whatever. Make yourself laugh. Enjoy writing again on this terrible 50,000 word journey of epic self-realization. Whew, okay, yeah, I've been talking for too long. This has been 12 Point Font reminding you to stay creative, stay curious, and stay writing. Until tomorrow, that's goodbye. and we will be covering how to avoid those hashtags, hashtags, sister scandals, diversity, and art, and hashtags.
<laughs> uh, d diversity or inter internal internal inter potential reader readers readers unless you specifically define 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 design it stutter 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 it up your word count <laughs> what daily NaNoWriMo update the music is f music the music is fitting today <laughs> oh wow 